this is Business Impact, a podcast series from UCD College of Business, Ireland's leading business school. I'm your host, Emmett Oliver, and each episode, I'll be joined by world-renowned faculty from across the College of Business, as well as international industry leaders who offer us insight, spark curiosity, and challenge you to rethink how you do business in a changing world. We head into April and we leave March behind. There's a lot of people moving around. There's a lot of people doing internships, finishing them up, looking for jobs, filling out forms. And it already shines a light on what is a very peculiar labour market at the moment. On the one hand, we have pretty much effectively full employment. If you believe the economists, they believe it occurs around 4 or 5% or somewhere in around that range. It's hard to get a, a precise hook on when that moment arrives. But generally, if you want a job at the moment, you can get a job or anyone who doesn't have one, is between jobs. At least that's what our economic friends tell us. But on the other hand, we do read a lot of headlines about tech layoffs. There has been not just one round, but two rounds. Companies like Meta, Google, even Intel, uh, very solid companies making chips and so on, have had to tighten their belt and lay off some workers. So to get a fix on just where the labour market is going, obviously there's inflation and interest rate rises looming around in the background as well. It is very hard to get that fix. And where are people... You know, what kind of career options are they looking at in this very turbulent labour market environment? So we decided we, in UCD, we've got all sorts of expertise and in-house subject matter experts and so on. So why not ask one of them along to this particular edition of Business Impact? And we have one today who is Michael McDonnell, who is the careers manager at UCD Smurfit. And he's going to tell us a little bit about where the labour market is at, what youngsters and those who are in further and postgraduate education are looking at in terms of career opportunities and avenues, and also looking a little bit about what the current labour market looks like and what kind of skill sets and background and academic disciplines are in demand in that workplace. So you're very welcome along, Michael. I think it's the first time we've spoken to you. Uh, it's great to have your company today. Thank you very much, Emmett. Uh, thanks very much for the invitation. I was uh, very pleasantly surprised to get it, so delighted to be here. Yeah, and you're also, you're also a career coach as well, so we, we might have a little bit of a reflection on that later as well. So it's not just uh, advising students, but also people who are in careers and mid-careers and what kind of opportunities they want. So anyone tuning into us who's already got a job, there's something in this conversation for you as well. So first of all, Michael, in terms of um, the careers advice and management service, at UCD. Tell us a little bit about what it's called, what it does, and, and the main core functions that you're um, involved in. I am a career manager here in the UCD Smurfit Business School. Uh, we're a small team of about four folks, and we are a core team servicing the population of masters, the postgraduate students uh, within the College of Business. So uh, that's, my, that's where I sit. I sit in this beautiful office down here in a wonderful campus in Black Rock off, on Carysford Avenue, very close to the sea and, uh, you know, wonderful campus here, quite an old building. And we're delighted to be able to, to have this little oasis in Dublin to work in. So my role is to work with our master's students, as I said, in two ways, really. First is to create learning opportunities. So helping students to learn about how to make themselves more employable. We call that uh, employability. We can talk about that a little bit more later on, which is basically, you know, how attractive are they to a potential employer in the jobs market? And the second area of my job focuses then on relationship building. So it's fostering relationships with employers, trying to get them to 
pay attention to the wonderful students, the wonderful talent we have here at Smurfit. So in a nutshell, that's basically, it's, a, it's kind of like a two focus. And uh, it, it mirrors the same focus that the uh, unit, the, the career service in the Belfield campus called the UCD Careers Network. That's our official title. Now, um, somebody like me, and I'm not going to date myself live on the podcast, but you'll probably be able to work out from what I say and uh, my opinions, whether what era I come from. But in my time graduating, you know, it was very much an emphasis on get a job, any job. And that was uh, really what was in the waters of the time economically. It has completely changed. And now we use this word career outcomes is this new phrase that's out there in the world you work in, Michael what exactly are career outcomes? Because it's not purely about jobs. Yeah, so career outcomes is a, is a term, I guess, that comes from uh, the Department of Education. Uh, they run a annual survey of graduates that come out of uh, our wonderful, you know, institutions, educational institutions every year. So it's, it's usually the survey takes place about six months after a student finishes up a program of study. And uh, the purpose is to try and capture what are students doing now once they're finished once they're in the workforce and and again that filters then back down into a lot of what um, I suppose how universities are measured uh, they're measured around well what are their students doing how many of them are in employment so for example um, UCD is, is quite healthy uh, particularly the College of Business about 97% of our students last year uh, were in work or further study within six months. So that is actually a little bit better than the, the uh, national average, which is our unemployment rate at the moment is 4.4%. The College of Business is 2.5%. So uh, there is some advantage in, in, in furthering your education at, at university level, for example. So that's, that's, I suppose, that's what career outcomes really focuses on. Um, then we interpret it. We have a whole other area of well, what does employability mean? So it's about, I suppose, Students looking at, well, okay, where where are they going to be in a few years' time, taking a more strategic approach to their to their own job outcome. Yes. Now, one, one thing we've always been interested in is who are the influences around the student? Nobody operates psychologically in isolation. You take in influences, biases, direction, guidance from your, your kind of social environment, parents, family, friends, and all the rest of it, to social media potentially too. Which one of those that I've mentioned there do you think, if you had to rank them, are, are most important? Obviously, everyone is an individual and it will change. But just what is your impressionistic kind of view on who the students, when they come to careers and companies and sectors and parts of the economy they want to get involved in, who propels them in that direction? Are are they very much self-motivated? Well, I guess the parents still have a have a huge say, particularly for I'd say about uh, 80% of our students would tend to at um, Smurfit and, of course, in our sister school in, in Belfield, the undergraduate school, you know, almost 100% of those are what we call pre-experienced. They're people with little work experience or hardly any. So th- those guys are heavily influenced still by their parents. Men um, in, in, in practically every single case, they're being funded by their parents. So those parents still have a say. Uh, but maybe it's the parents are looking at, well, OK, the, the industry, you know, if you want to do medicine or if you want to do business, um, uh, if you want to do, you know, media studies, etc. Uh, then it's, it's the students themselves. I feel any anyway, my impression would be is that they look then for the role uh, within that, whatever they choose. So, for example, in business, I, I believe the, the, the students we get here today 
Um, while, as I said, they're influenced by their parents to, to look at business as a future, a career. Uh, of course, business is just a huge, broad uh, area. So I believe that it's their peers who are influencing them the most. Uh, their peers who are uh, maybe just a few years older than them, they're still within their age bracket. So the, 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 let's say the 20 to 30 year olds who are on social media. Uh, and what I, what I would even go further to say, the, 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 those people on social media who are showcasing their jobs, you know, what they get up to, what, what free lunches they have and what buildings with beautiful glass um, views that they have. Um, what, um, you know, what is the, what do the, does the company do in terms of entertaining their employees? Uh, this is all hugely influential in, in terms of uh, the decision making, finally, of where a student is going to go. Of course, money is still important. Salary is still important. But of course, there are other criteria. Uh, the market is as such at the moment that it is a it is a an employee market in recruitment and has been for the last number of years. Unlike when we left college, Emmett, uh, you might remember. Of no, course. don't include me in that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, for those of us who, who left college a number of years ago, earlier eras. <laughs> yes, yes, it, it was employer led. So basically, you did what the employer told you, or you were out the door, or they chose the next person. It's it's not like that at the moment. Employers have to be very careful not only of trying to attract good people, um, the, the, the right fit, the person with the right fit, but also to retain them. So they are using, and I don't know if it's on, I, I won't go as far as to say it's, an, it's, um, it's done on purpose, but they do love to see their recent recruits showcasing uh, the lifestyle that they have, um, be it, as I said, you know, uh, in work or outside work. And outside work is actually quite important um, if you take into consideration the experience that, that students have had in recent years because of COVID, they've had a, you know, a, a very poor time of, um, you know, living what all of us remember as the university lifestyle, um, that, 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 that uh, in-person um, partying and, and socialising, it didn't happen for a lot of them. So uh, they, they are looking, and maybe if it's not conscious, it's certainly sub, uh, unconsciously they're looking to see, well, you know, what, bit of, what's, what fun can I have in the, with this employer? So as I go back to the original point, you know, I do believe their peers in, the, in their age group are hugely um, impactful in terms of influencing certainly the companies that they're looking at. And Michael, in terms of, um, as you say, we, we won't concentrate as much on, on the student marketing of themselves because sometimes they, they already know that very well and they're, they're well capable of doing it. But the employer marketing, I mean, you've got a hundreds and hundreds of companies potentially coming at you from the big four to the Irish government, obviously, who have a lot of... Uh, um, opportunities available you, you've got tech companies you've got the accounting firms you've got banks we won't go to the whole list essentially all these employers are coming at the students and the postgrads and they're offering certain blandishments certain attractions pay obviously is one of them i mean what, what would your advice be to employers like like how do they separate themselves out or, or what should they extenuate in their offering or, or what kind of message should they be seeking to put out there? And are they doing a good job generally, in your opinion, from what you see? It's actually quite a topic of a lot of debate at the moment in uh, in university recruitment, graduate recruitment, for, for two reasons, really. One is, uh, you know, the, the as I mentioned a moment ago, the climate is as such, the recruitment climate, it is a, you know, it's a it's a buyer's market. It's The, the students are in the driving seat. So, of course, employers are very worried then about how how can I attract the, the right students? So that what my recommendation is to employers is 
understand where the student is at at this moment in time. Where where is their head at today? And as I said, it's, it's quite a topic of conversation amongst my colleagues, not only in Ireland, but around the world, simply because of, of, of the, 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 the challenges that these young people are facing today. Um, my highest recommendation to employers is if they, in some way, address those challenges, if they can address and help uh, candidates, their, their young people, as they bring them on board, into their companies, if they can help them with their challenges today, I think they stand a good chance of attracting the right people. And what are the what are what are those core challenges? Like, what, what if you had to pick out one or two of them? The first one is cost of living. Uh, surveys have been done recently. Um, there's a UK-based organisation called Sybil, and uh, they produced a survey only in the last month or two, and uh, it reflects students' uh, the, the atmosphere or the let's say, what, what, where they are today in Ireland as well. They, they also do the survey in Ireland. And cost of living is the biggest concern. So an employer uh, should be in some way showcasing how they're helping their employees with the cost of living crisis that's happening uh, across Ireland and the UK to get the students interested. So maybe they're, they're paying for their transport. Um, maybe they're giving some sort of rent allowance. Uh, so anything that helps them with their cost of living. Of course, it's, 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 it's also very true to say that uh, today the cost of living is such that, you know, rent is so high. A pint of beer now in Dublin, my God, I don't know. I, I can't hardly afford a pint of beer now when, when I go out. So it's, it, it, is, it is a crucial um, aspect. And it also points to the other uh, topic, which is that salary is now is still, uh, if never, it's, it's, it's probably as much, uh, it's, it's at its highest level of importance for students today because they need to combat that cost of living. And ultimately, you know, they'll, they'll look at a range of things that employer is offering, but the number one decision will come down to salary. So that's the first thing, cost of living. Second thing then, um, and I think I referenced it a few minutes ago, um, COVID and the effects of COVID. Uh, two, really. Uh, one is the lack of socialization that happened during COVID. So students missed out a huge bit, huge amount on that. So either consciously or subconsciously, uh, they are being attracted to, uh, you know, employees showcasing, um, you know, the, 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 the wonderful uh, social events that the employers are subsidizing or uh, providing for their employees. So that's that's a huge thing. And uh, probably never the third reason then um, uh, would probably be, uh, to my mind, the most important. And that is the mental health of our students today. Um, mental health is a big concern for students and you know, they're worried so much. They they uh, are probably the most affected by the dramas that are happening across in the US with these tech layoffs. Um, you know, mature folks like ourselves probably have seen a few cycles and the ups and downs in life. So we're, we're, we're more resilient. But our, our young people today, uh, they are hugely affected by these uh, global events. And uh, if an employer has in some way um, you know, helping helping their young people with their mental health, and never have our students been, uh, or let's say a group of students, been so vocal about you know the worries that they're facing in terms of their temp, their um, their mental health, which is fantastic. Because once upon a time, I mean, I uh, certainly in my time, you know, you, you'd never mention your mental health. You know, you, you just got on with it. Uh, but today, yeah, it's it's great to see our students being able to express that and communicate that. So if an employer has some supports. Um, you know, a very good initiative, um, to my mind, would be mentoring. So once you get your job offer, 
um, or even during an application process, a, a clever employer might have a, a current member of staff reaching out uh, to good candidates and mentoring them through the application process, through that period of time then until they join. And then, of course, helping them adjust to the new surroundings in their early career. They really appreciate that mentoring as well. Yeah, and um, I, I suppose as well, it's a bit of a suck it and see in the sense that neither the company nor the student knows whether they're going to you know, work with each other or the, the relationship is going to be formed properly. So I suppose internships is that one device, isn't it, where both sides get to test the water a little bit. And I met the students I've talked to who said, look, I tried this particular area company activity just wasn't for me and I went off in a different direction and that's fine. Equally, you get others who say, you know, I absolutely found my career option straight off the bat and was delighted to do so. So, you know, it, it is just kind of putting your finger in the water and just seeing, do you like the temperature? And internships still playing a very pivotal role in that sense, aren't they? Yeah, internships are very much part of what attracts, I think, our, our young people to particular courses, to particular degrees to particular masters, they see the, the internship as a gateway to employment, uh, one one of the of the potential routes to a job. Um, so, for example, here in Smurfit, uh, my colleague, um, Belle, she looks after about, um, I think, about 10 or 11 master's programs here, but almost touching half of our courses have an internship built into them, and it happens during the summertime. And you can see that, uh, you know, interest, the numbers of students applying for those programs in particular um, are, are quite high. Uh, and if you look at the, the, I suppose, the overall population here within Smurfit, we have about uh, 60% international now. And the great majority of those are looking to do a master's in, in a particular business function, be it business analytics or the international management, you know, any of the finance programs, all of them have an internship built into them. And the international students see it as a way into the local market. Um, but the Irish students see it too. They would see it as, you know, an opportunity to try and understand, well, okay, what's the type of work? So I'm doing this master's. My theory is uh, it's an area I would love to work in if I'm doing finance. But hey, I want to go and work in a finance company and just see, see does it actually suit me? Uh, similarly, in our sister school, uh, the undergraduate school on the UCD Belfield campus, uh, the Quinn School, they have a very successful uh, internship program also. But they, they take it more seriously. It's actually a full year. So if you're doing a four-year uh, degree, an undergraduate degree in the, in the Bachelor of Commerce, for example, um, or ECONFI, the Economics and Finance, or the Business Undergraduate degree, um, you can take a full year and it's, it's accredited. And you're not only studying uh, as a way to, to understand, fulfill your academic requirements, but also it's to understand what it is to work in the, in real, you know, in the reality, in the real world. And about 75% of the, um, the students coming through on an annual basis uh, will take up the opportunity to do an internship. So, for example, there's about uh, my, um, my colleagues Claire and Mita in Belfield look after about 259 students on an annual basis. And they would, they would have to, to work with uh, about 60 employers uh, across all parts of Ireland. And so that's, that's a wonderful way for our students to get an insight into what it is like to work in in the real world. Okay, well let's let let's get into the the, the nitty gritty, literally here of of what students are looking for, what's popular, organizations, companies. You know, certainly students I talk to, there are certain trends. You know, security seems to be a bit on the rise, as in job security. Uh, you mentioned pay, obviously. You mentioned the inflation 
um, surge at the moment we're all uh, uh, enduring. So there's certain things that are in fashion, in mode, certain that are less so. I mean, we've heard about the tech layoffs in particular, Michael. You know, you hear a headline and then you have to boil it down, I suppose, for the local Irish implications. Um, But certainly, you know, big names. I've mentioned Meta, you know, even Amazon laying off some people recently. Uh, You know, there are certain things going on within side tech as an industry and over hiring that took place during the pandemic, which has now been unwound, I suppose. But how do you view the tech layoffs in particular? One, are students very, um, you know, plugged into that? Or are they very interested and immersed in that story? Is it something they take great note of? Or do they just see it as a kind of a passing economic trend that'll you know soon be gone? And do you see them being wary now of technology roles in general? Or do they discriminate between certain ones and other ones? You know, it's not all technology, it's certain parts of that industry that might be in a bit of a contraction phase. So, so, so just give me your sense of where tech layoffs, you know, the influence of them on job choice and, and career choice at the moment. I suppose at a, at a, at a very high level, yes, uh, there, our students are very worried about this, uh, the tech. Now, as you say, there, there are lots of trends happening in the recruitment market at the moment. Um, you know, Ireland, the, the trend, if you want to look at the unemployment rate as the primary trend that everybody looks at, it's only about... 4.4% and it has been, you know, historically, it's one of the lowest in in, in uh, recent times. So if you were to look at Ireland particularly, you know, that's a, that's a wonderful trend. But I'll, I'll speak my mind on this. That's not how media works. That's not how media is consumed. So people will look at the, the negative stories. They'll, they'll search out for the bad news rather than, um, you know, celebrate the, the good news. Uh, so, the, of course, the big, the big negative news in recent uh, months is the downturn in the U.S. Um, from the tech, the, uh, the tech, the tech industry has just um, had a, a little bit of a connection over there. Um, there's a wonderful website. Uh, I'm not sure actually who set it up, but it's called layoffs.fyi. I've heard it mentioned, yeah, that it, it, it's it, they're keeping tracks on what's happening overall. You know, what what are the numbers? Uh, which, you can, as you say. It's important. It gives you the name of the company, the location of the company. Uh, it gives you the number of people that are being laid off. But um, I suppose from, from our perspectives here today, it shows that about 310,000 people have been laid off in the tech sector since uh, mid-2022. Jennifer, we're only three months really into the year. Sorry, 150,000 have been laid off uh, in, in, in the first three months. So, of course, people are worried. And, you know, those numbers are, are staggering, uh, particularly if you're looking at it from an Irish, you know, at the size of our population here. Um, but And that's what, that's what students are seeing. You know, they're seeing this um, news, bad news, uh, and it, it is worrying them. And, uh, and I suppose... You know, it, it, if, if you were to take a little bit of a silver lining out of this, uh, it might shake their expectations up a bit and they say, well, hey, you know, if things are getting tough, then I need to, from my perspective anyway, uh, in my job, I'll start thinking about how am I going to land my job uh, a bit earlier in the cycle, um, which is always good news for me in, in my job, because trying to get students to think about, you know, not only their studies, of course, their studies are important, but, you know, how are they going to tell their employability stories so, so that's the silver lining for me. But yeah, the, 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 it, it does influence, uh, and I suppose it affects quite a number of our international students who came to Ireland with the expectation, perhaps, of joining a, a techie in, in Dublin, uh, you know, the, the likes of Google and LinkedIn, etc. Uh, and so they, they, they may well be a little bit disappointed in that, and it's worrying them. 
But what I tell, uh, I suppose at the moment, what I try and emphasize to them when they come and speak to me uh, about their worries is that it, it's quite, but there are quite a number of, of differences to, to previous challenges that uh, sectors faced. Of course, inflation is a huge driver uh, of this crisis in the US, in particular around the um, the techies, uh, because it's 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 interest interest rates then are are driving up the costs of money uh, in terms of, of borrowings, so the costs of these techies are increasing, and it's unfortunate uh, that you know whatever cycle you look at in terms of downturns or you know crises within organizations, they tend to go to lay, laying people off as a way of of uh, decreasing their costs, so. Investors are driving that pressure. They say, "Hey guys, you need to cut your costs. We need our we need our return on our investment." Um, so that's that's one significant difference between, I suppose, what's what we are seeing here in Ireland um, within the the tech sector. Uh, the other thing in the in the US as well, there is quite a lot of commentary uh, if you if you search it out about how they overhired during the pandemic. Now, Meta is the biggest culprit here. Um, Meta Facebook, you know, they they doubled their headcount um, in March 2020. They had about 48,000 employees, uh, and by September of 2022, they had 80,000 people. So, and then you know, come November of the same year of last year, they laid off like 11,000, and and then January even more. So, overhiring has been a it's not something that's happening in other sectors to the same extent as it happened in the tech sector. And of course, you know, in one way, when you think about it, you know, we all had moved uh, online uh, during COVID. We were all doing our business online. We were doing our, our buying, our purchasing online. So, I mean, there was a little bit of sense in why they were building up their um, staff to cope with this. But really, they they over they, they bit off too much. They, they overhired. So, um, that's what I tell my students, you know, when they come talk to me, you know, it's, it's, uh, yeah, yeah, you have to see, you know, are these people still giving, making profits? And they are, I mean, their profits are staggering, even, uh, with all of the layoffs and, and even with the so-called little bit of a downturn in the U S economy. So yeah, that's the trend at the moment. I, I just tell my students, you know, you just take it with a pinch of salt. Yeah. And I suppose you have to, you have to. The, the trend of today is less interesting than soon. It's the trend of tomorrow, isn't it, really? So you, you have to almost kind of jump ahead, I suppose, when you're a student and look where where the opportunities will be five, ten year, years hence. And that neatly brings me on to something else that's very much in the tech world news, which is the profusion, introduction and increasing socialisation of chat GPT, the uh, online bot that has been brought out, well, by a number of companies. Microsoft is associated with that particular one, but there are alternative and competitor products bubbling away as well. That is now being increasingly used by students. Is it in career development or you know, what kind of role do you see something like that playing in this whole world you're in? Yeah, probably my academic colleagues would see it even more, <laughs> more often uh, in terms of... Um, essays. Essays, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and so that's a huge challenge. Um, and some of my... My colleagues who would be they'd always forward uh, thinking you know, they are embracing it and they're they're seeing how can they find ways to include it in, in terms of how as a resource. Employers are. I was at a, an event recently um, run by an organisation here called Grad Ireland, uh, and they they were had a breakfast right for employers here in Ireland, and it's kind of the purpose of these is to engage in, uh, with employers and trying to bring them together and discuss the themes and topics of the day. 
And uh, it was co-delivered by an organization called Capfinity in the UK. Uh, they're very much aligned in the recruitment space. So they provide technology in terms of helping uh, employers find the right candidates through psychometrics. Right? So the reason why I'm telling you all this is because that technology, um, you know, in the past might seem to have been, you know, not, not too difficult. So it, w it wouldn't be very easy to, to try and trick or cheat. Uh, but now with the rise of chat GPT, uh, candidates are using it to answer questions online in, a, in, a, in an interview and also to try and trick psychometric assessments. Um, so this, is, this, this company has got quite a number of inquiries from their, um, their, their clients saying, hey, some students are getting what they called superhuman answers. You know, so how, how is that happening? And of course, it's, it's the, the AI. It's, uh, students have caught, caught on very quickly on how they can come up with, you know, quite, quite, uh, you know, intricate answers to questions, even online, would you believe, in a, in a virtual interview or on Zoom, a Zoom interview. So the, the response to that, um, from an employer's perspective, then, was, how, how can I combat this then? You know, this cheating, this now is now seen in recruitment. Um, it's basically go back to the good old days of in-person interviews. That's amazing to see it come full circle. Yeah, a bit like classroom presentations and so on will be more popular in um, academia as well, you know, because they, what we're all interested in ultimately is the person themselves, not ideas derived from, from other sources per se. Um, listen, I'm going to have to leave it there because it's been such a fascinating because I've actually haven't been looking at the clock at all. So I, I've run out of time, even though it's kind of crept up on me a little bit. Some great tips there. I think what your ultimate message is, Michael, is that you know, t take some of the more scary or garish headlines with a, a pinch of salt in terms of boiling them down to your own personal situation as, as a graduate or a job seeker coming out of university that, you know, you really have to chart your own course and, and, and the different factors may not be relevant to you and, and look ahead, look five years, 20 years down the line and see is there is there sort of a journey that you can go on? I suppose that's what's coming across from what you're saying. But equally, it is a hard-nosed world as well. You're saying about inflation, and that's why the salary looms, not because people are greedy, but because they need to survive. That's what, what you're saying in the, uh, in a world where we've had inflation of 8 9 10%. Um, you, you really have to keep an eye on the pennies as things go. But for now, thank you very much, um, Michael McDonald, who is the careers manager at UCD Smurfit. Really appreciate you talking to us on Business Impact today. No problem. Thank you. And just one more uh, point to make. Uh, and finally, you know, if I had one recommendation for students today is just manage your mental health, uh, you know, manage that anxiety, be patient, your time will come. Uh, unfortunately, we, we don't know when, but if you look at the stats, as we said, you know, at, at the outset, you know, huge um, employment statistics in your favor. Um, so consult, you know, uh, an advisor or a career consultant like myself. Just reach out and ask for help. And uh, we're there to help you. OK, thank you very much, Michael. Appreciate the conversation. No problem. Delighted. Thank you very much. Now, if you enjoyed this week's episode of the UCD Business Impact Podcast, please subscribe to episodes on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. We cover a broad range of topics with insights from business leaders around the world, so there's sure to be something there for everyone. I'd like to thank our production team of Beth Gormley and Mike Liffey. They work tirelessly in the background, sourcing interviewees, editing, promoting episodes, and everything in between. I've been your host, Emmett Oliver, and we hope you can join us next time on UCD Business Impact. <laughs>